Sunday, July 9th, Williams and Bloom here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Football season is here this week with the Big 12 Football Media Days in Dallas. We'll talk about that. It's a loaded podcast. Football heavy. Football season is here. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. I know Bloom went out to dinner with our guy Chris Clover and a bunch of people from Mechdyne on Friday evening. How, how is everybody, Bloom? Incredible. Good. It was incredible. No, so this is the type of people that Mechdyne are. So they won the uh, we in our fundraiser in, in February, which you kindly hosted. They won a, an auction to have dinner and drinks with the Cyclone Radio Network crew. So a couple of folks from Mechdyne, our guy Brent, who you know, mm-hmm. uh, me, Heft, Walters. Uh, had a great night out with dinner and drinks, and what a great time. That's awesome. A lot of fun Johnny Orr stories and, and everything else you could imagine. Really sad that I had to miss that. It was but, great. but that's that, So not only are they supporting Cycle Fanatic, they also support all areas of Iowa State, including We Will. So incredible yeah, people. Doing all that great work up there at Iowa State, and they're, they're not done. Uh, com. check out their career board. You could work for an amazing company like that today. They are headquartered in Marshalltown. And I also, the football season is upon us. So that you, you get your damn wills done. You just don't know. You know, the football know. Saturday, you know, after the game, people have been walking on the bridge. They're all amped up. You could get run over. Uh, you could have a heart attack watching the cardiac clones in Jack Trice Stadium this fall. Our gal, Hope Wood, is here to make you a will in a day. Hope Wood jd.com use the promo code fanatic and that will get you $50 off hopewoodjd.com i'm ready to talk some football how about that you want to do that let's talk a little football here on the cyclone fanatic podcast network All right, head to Dallas on Tuesday. Already? Yeah, I know. It seems really early this year, but they it's usually now like in the next 10 days. That's crazy. They are the first this year, I believe. Big 10 is like the 26th. So, anyways, I am looking forward to it. I, I've been boning up on all this Big 12 stuff. Well, we got the, the, the media poll came out. Media poll came out. Cyclones are 10th. And you, that was that's kind of the unofficial start of the, you the know, season right Honestly, there. so I have a vote, and I didn't vote this year. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot. That's a dereliction of duties, if I've ever heard it. Well, I didn't because I just I didn't feel like I knew the teams well enough. Honestly, like yeah. I, I'm not going to be the guy to turn. And it, they're not hurting for votes. No, anybody clearly. who goes on media day gets one. So it's like I'm not like some special, but like I wasn't going to just. Eh, I think Iowa State six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So I didn't do it this year. Oklahoma State got a vote to win it all, and they they're seventh. So maybe you could have balanced it out, picked Iowa State. 
No, so it's Texas. Yeah, Case- can you run down it for yeah, it? Okay, I me? I got you. This was, I've been kind of off and on the last few days dealing with some family it's, stuff well, and being gone a little bit. With so. the fourth, it's like, what day is it? I feel like this is kind of finally yeah. back into some semblance of it. A you know what it feels like? It feels like the Christmas New Year. Yes. Where nobody knows. I have knows. no idea. Like, is this a Sunday? Is it a Monday? So yeah. thank you to all of you back at work and listening to this yeah. on your way to work on Monday. <laughs> I want real quick. It is to, Monday. For those Sunday. Who, we do need to make this quick announcement. Yes. The second podcast a week. So we are, Williams and Blum's going to be two days a week. We're going to start on the 19th because the 12th. Here's the problem. I wanted to do it from Dallas. Iowa State is there on the 12th, and I just I have to catch a 5 o'clock flight. There's no way. Hey, buddy, like, you'll be doing enough. You don't need to podcast yeah, on, there's, on top of that. There's just no way I'm well, going to be able to. Williams and Bloom two times a week. Correct. Sunday night, and then Wednesday maybe even be live. So we we'll are going to go live. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's During the, plan. the season, we're going to try and go live streaming for all of you guys. So the 19th, uh, that will be the second or that'll be the debut of the second day a week show of the Wednesday show. Perfect. Here's the 14 teams, Texas, an overwhelming favorite to win the I league. I think it's right, Brent. I mean, I, okay. I mean, who else do you put there? Is it I agree. Kansas State? I agree. I'm not nope. putting Oklahoma there. I'm neither mine. So it's K state, then Oklahoma tech is fourth. TCU five. Tech had, tech's really recruiting. Well, yeah. I mean, did you, did you know, that in this next recruiting cycle, I mean, if you just like rankings, mm-hmm. right? It is a bloodbath. Tech is just crushing the rest of the Are league. They? Well, McGuire can, that was never been the question with him. He can get guys. Mm-hmm. I was actually impressed. I was talking to some friends this weekend. They played Iowa. They were really tough in Ames. Like I thought Texas Tech of years past may have folded up shop when it's five degrees outside in the middle of Ames in November. And they were more physical than Iowa State was that game in Ames. So, yeah, they, I, I guess that being said, if Tech is bringing in talent and they have that culture in place to, to play hard in the middle of Ames in November, maybe they should be fourth. There's someone to keep an eye on. TCU's fifth. Baylor is sixth. Oklahoma State is seven. The first newbie is UCF at eight. Kansas at nine. Iowa State at 10. BYU 11. Then Houston 12. Cincinnati 13. And uh, West Virginia and all their drama at 14. Yeah, he's got no shot. Have you seen West Virginia's schedule? It's, it's yeah. It's, it's brutal. They play like Penn State. They play Pitt. I would not want to be their athletic director right now. Yeah, because they're getting sued because of Huggins. Yeah, among other things. <laughs> yeah. What a mess for them. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get into later on in the Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment. I want to talk about the, the four new schools. I, I won't lie. So I did a ton of work on that over the last Good. few weeks, or the last few days. I feel like I know these pretty well now. Which of the new schools is best built for success in this league? So not not which team will be the best this year. Interesting. Because I do yep. think UCF is a pretty clear yeah, answer. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But which, which is uh, built for success the most? Uh, tech is really interesting to me. The media seems to like them a lot more yeah. than the odds makers do. I, I do think, though, that Brent, that Texas is that if I would have turned in a vote, they would have been my number one. Yeah, I mean, I okay, I'll be honest. Yes, I would have, too. It's not like they were a disaster last year. No, it's just how often have they? we've been told they've been back and then they're not. So, oh, I agree. So it, history is on my side or on... 
on the disappointment side, could this be the year they turn it around? Like talent wise, absolutely. Compared to everybody else in the conference, they should win the conference. Doesn't Kleiman right now have the best mix of talent and culture? And like maybe, maybe. Although you, you could argue, I mean, Iowa State's recruiting class has been right with them. K State. Now they've but had they don't have the results that I mean in the last two years. Yeah, well, I'm just saying recent. And you, Iowa State's coming off a of four and eight. We know that you had the gambling thing lingering for sure. So that's like a that's a thing. If if that wasn't lingering, I would be like, yeah. But you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, this is as wide open though. I mean, because you throw in the four newbies, and I still have no idea. Like I don't know. UCF could win the league, and I wouldn't fall over dead. Honestly. Um are those other three at the the worst three of the worst four? I uh, maybe. So I think this 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 is going to be as fascinating of year as there's been for a, a power five conference in college football because you still have Oklahoma and Texas hanging around, and yet you got people that want to kill them, and you got these newbies who want to make a good impression. Plus all these new games and going all over the place. It'll be it'll be. I'm wildly fascinated with this year. So that's. Starting on Tuesday. And all that being said, we're still waiting on Iowa State's roster construction. Well, and this is where I I, I just don't know how to even go about this. It's, it's a fantastic question. Um, what are you going to do down there? Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I'm going to ask the questions, but I don't think Matt's going to say anything. He, this is just not. a very odd this is a very odd situation. Still no news, by the way. Because I just like, if you say, hey, Matt, what's your quarterback situation look like? <sighs> right? Everybody's reading. Come on. I'm, I'm not playing stupid here. Yep. Matt, what's your quarterback situation look like? Well, mm. you know, we've got um, some guys who have played a little bit. We've got, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, good, great question. We're going half the country away to cover this. Like, we're going to talk, right? Like, he has to say something. Mm-hmm. But I, I still don't think he's going – I don't believe he can even legally say names. Cannot. So that – it's very – so I don't think – I really, like, I think some of our audience, and I understand if I bought season tickets and I want to know how my team's going to do too, there's, like, the legal aspect of this where it's pretty freaking hard for him to go into this spot. I don't think the regional and national media will be up on all of that. Not, not the just generics, no. But I know four or five local well, outlets are yeah, going Randy, to be down Travis, there. Travis, you, we'll be there. Be there. Osen will be Olsen down will there. Be down there. This is a, I honestly probably this this will be interesting. But if you're Matt, you you kind of just have to pretend it's April. Honestly, that's how I would handle it. I would just say we're aware of the gambling, uh, whatever allegations, investigation, etc. But if you start drilling down into the depth chart of who may or may not be around for the first game, and then, Chris, not to mention, since we last talked, and you, you, you addressed a little bit when I was gone last week, but the, they changed the penalty situation for gambling, which should, should ultimately help Iowa State as far as penalty reduction. Now, nobody knows, though, because still nobody knows what those amounts are and, and all that Long story short, if I'm Matt, I'm not stepping in it at all. I'm going business as usual and saying we're aware of the allegations, but then I'm going to speak like my team, like it's April 15th, like I'm just done with spring ball. Yeah. I like our guys. I like our experience. I like our returners. And if he goes on individuals who 
may or may not play. That's just gonna well, it's gonna be pretty easy to tell. I do know that like on a normal there will um, you mark my word. There's gonna be some blogger or whatever down there who's not even aware of this and will just say, hey, um, maybe not in the the press conference, mm-hmm. but in the side stuff like whatever. Hey, uh, Decker's. You know, he threw the ball. He threw a lot of interceptions last year. What do you and like? I, I just it puts him in a really hard spot with all for of this. sure. I be interesting to see what kind of <laughs> discussions it's, they've had. They, yeah, they are aware of it. They're yeah. going to have a plan. I don't, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing. I don't envy Matt because <laughs> here's is, the this thing: is not this isn't fun for anyone. It's been an awful summer. Nobody's talking about the games. Yeah, it's just made it made it. I mean, I was difficult. back back in my hometown over the weekend, and like four guys in the country club. Hey, Chris, good to see you. How the cyclone's going to be? I don't know, sir. Well, the, the unfortunate part here, and again, I don't blame Iowa State at I don't at, eat, at all. I don't blame them. Is it's taking, for lack of a term, the shine away from everybody else. Like it'd be really cool if you were talking about TJ Tampa turning down hundreds of thousands of dollars to stay at Iowa State or uh, come up with four or five other storylines like Jalen Knoll having a breakout year or Jaden Higgins coming in is going to be really, really good at receiver. Instead, we don't know because you can't, you almost don't even want to talk about individuals because if those individuals aren't going to be around, then what? Then you've wasted all that space. So it's a really impossible situation. And I think it's it's even more unfortunate for the current guys who weren't caught up in this. Well that they're so getting they're gonna get asked too. That's another aspect of this. So my game plan is gonna be to really promote those guys and do a TJ Tampa's the best corner in the Big Twelve store. You know what I mean? Because that Perfect. If I mean, we if we go down to Dallas and all you do is well, Campbell has no comment on the gambling situation. Well, no shit. Like we're telling you on Sunday, he's not going to have a comment on it. Like, I there, got a there, lot else to talk about. There are other stories with this program to cover, and that's important as well. Unfortunately, our audience and you know, like a really loyal fan base. Like this is a fan base that deserves transparency. But the pro- and but the problem is. The program can't give it because of legal stuff, so it's it's right. really a tricky, tricky. So spot. Would you, would you, they're not hiding information. No, because they don't have they it. Can't they don't know? And whatever they have, they can't legally say. And I, I mean, my gosh, it's been two months since this news happened, and there's been nothing. Yeah, outside of the NCAA changing their suspension rules two weeks ago, which I thought was significant. I think so. We didn't really hit on that last week no. because you were in yeah, Obobogee. I, it, it, I thought that was significant. It, it is. And it's at least nice to know that some thought is going into how to approach things and not be... St- this new... The new NCAA president, I know the NCAA gets a bad rap. He seems like a guy that knows what he's doing. Where he's going to confront things, he's not going to hide from things, and he's going to figure out a way to make it work. Or, you know, go down fighting. He's get, given a bad deck of cards here to work with. Gambling is one of them, but even more than that is the portal and NIL and pay-for-play and all that stuff. But from all accounts, he has been very aggressive behind the scenes to modernize the NCAA to make sure that they don't get caught with their pants down, for lack of a better term, again, with the legal stuff. Yeah. But it, as far as it's for gambling, I mean, I don't know. It, still, there's going to be guys that miss games. No doubt. So it just puts... It puts the players, it puts Matt, 
it puts all of Iowa State in a weird, uncomfortable situation. It's like, well, I'd like to comment, but I can't. And then what does the media ask then? And if you don't ask that question, are you avoiding the topic? Well, and then we're a hack and we get angry tweets. I, I, you have hard. to ask it. They have to expect it. They have to respect the fact that we have to ask it. Right. It's a. Yeah. And so those the guys going down to Arlington are Bo Freeler, TJ Tampa, Jalen Knoll, and Gary Vaughn. All four group. of those guys, really good dudes. I want to do a podcast with Noel. He's uh, he's awesome. Big. I saw him Saturday. He was at this golf charity event I was at. Yeah. He's built. He's probably added 15 pounds. No kidding. I'll give you a question to ask him. There you he go. looked bigger. I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, speaking of players, real quick, I want to encourage everybody. You have less than a week to sign up for our roadshow event, which is on the 15th. At Mississippi River Distilling Saturday. in LeClaire. Fantastic. The makers of Cody Road, baby. We have a loaded guest list coming with us. So you you basically scoured the roster I for scoured Eastern the roster. Iowa. Cyclones. I wanted some connections because okay. if you pick Iowa State over that other place, and then you deserve I to, the recognition over there. I had to pick my favorite current cyclone. So, yeah, so who who I, I went who's off the of, headliner? Go I with went the off headliner. of my own, and I had to get my, my homie Emily Ryan. She's my all-time favorite cyclone. She's going to go down as one of the all-time great cyclones. <laughs> she's for, a badass. It's For what she's done on the court, Oh, but her leadership and oh, her... She's the best. D- with the... D- Call drama, but there was a lot of moving pieces this past offseason. She never wavered. She's the best. She's just a huge fan. And I watched her... You know, I even she had a moment with my daughter at your We Will camp a few weeks ago. She did not know she was my daughter, which made it even better. Yeah, that's even cool. My yeah. truth, true story here. So Cameron is very small for her age, and she probably should have been playing with the younger, yeah, the, it, the smaller hoop. Yeah, but she's very small for her age, and Emily was her coach for the day. And Cameron couldn't. She was the only girl in the group. She could not get the ball to the basket, like, and and it really wasn't close. Like she was having a hard time even getting it to the backboard. Nets. She's right. just not strong enough. Yep. She's teeny, 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 tiny. Her arms are, you know. Yep. Like, there's nothing to them. And you guys do a cool thing at the end of the camp where the players from we will get to do it, give a game ball each, to a, each player got to pick a the best attitude award yeah and emily gave it to my daughter and again she didn't know because i texted emily that night and i said hey i just wanted to let you know that my daughter was the girl that you gave that ball to and like how much it meant to cameron because kids aren't stupid cammy yeah. knows she's half the size of every girl she knows that all these other girls are making baskets i can't even get it there it was it was heartbreaking to sit there and watch because she would come up to me and she would go, Dad, can I go to the uh, the little hoop? And I would say, no, you're going to do this. Sick and I told her, and yeah. I said, hey, cheer on your teammates when they make a shot. And then you just keep trying hard and you're going to learn something from it. And Emily gave her the game ball. And That's so cool. Cammie, that they all signed. And yeah, everything. and Cammy carried it around for like two <laughs> days, showing everybody. That's what it's all and about. And it just made her... Yeah. Uh, so and Emily was just so great with her. Like again, like when we were talking, like bloom, we're like two hours in, and Cammy's still missing every shot. And every time Emily would go up to her and go, "Hey, great effort!" Like, and 
It kept her going. It's like, like totally in it the whole oh. time. That's so she's great. I'm, she's the best. I, I'm excited for her to get all the attention she deserves. And then my uh, other buddy Naidu, yes, is coming. God, nice. really excited for this. I think she is just an absolute blast. We we love watching her play. Her great. her um, I was gonna say attitude. That doesn't sound right. Her demeanor on the court is so fun to yep. watch. Just super enthusiastic, Very energetic, and fun to be around off the court too. So I wanted to get the ladies basketball team. There. Yep, that's great. And then we'll have from the football team uh, again all Eastern Iowa guys. So we've got Joey Peterson, who's from Long Grove. He's gonna play a lot. I'm excited end. for this because I don't know a lot of these. Yeah, guys, this is so this is a new, there's a lot of there's a lot of new faces. Yeah. Um, so Joey's from over there. Tyler Morrow is an uh, offensive tackle from Davenport. Went to Assumption. He's going to play. He's a big-time talent and an awesome dude. And then uh, Darian Porter, cornerback, uh, was a receiver from the Bettendorf area. So we're trying to get infiltrate. We're getting those Cyclones Very cool. over to Eastern Iowa so they can then bring some of their families into. the families yep. responding well? Yep. They're going to so come we'll, on we'll get some. We'll get cool. some families there. And That's a cool part. All those, all those Eastern Iowa Cyclones should know those those kids from when they grew up out there. And it's a way for them to engage and, you know, see and, some of their old friends. Too. And they do it really well over at, at Mississippi river distilling. Cause they've got a, like a upper deck, like a rooftop bar that they put them up and they can sign autographs. And yep. it's, it's great. We'll have a great, it's honestly guys, if you can, it's a Saturday night. LeClaire is phenomenal. Beautiful. Get a hotel room, Get a hotel room, do it up. There's still plenty of tickets, right? Yeah. We need some more tickets. Let's, let's sell some, we tickets, need to sell some we, tickets. I mean, it's, it's two things. It's one to be a hell of a time. Yeah. But then you support those student athletes for being there, and you make it a. It's just Saturday night rocking, and help our friends at Mississippi River as well. And we'll be there. Uh, you and me will be there. Jeff Woody's coming. I know there's a bunch of other members of our staff who will be there too, but we're kind of ironing that out. And we got. We got. I got to talk. We were. We, we staying there. What do we, what do we, what do we, I have to come back. You can stay there. I might. I have to come back because I've got to be dad on Sunday morning, bright and early. Uh, I don't have. I, mean, I I think Todd lies away because we we held down. Todd's that. not coming this year. We held down the Airbnb last year yeah, to about two in the morning. Oh uh, well, I was his Brett Meyer that night. Well, the uh, year before that, me and old Papa Bear <laughs> Ben Bruns. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I think we went to bed at three, four. I don't even remember. Needs to say, folks, oh. if you come to this thing, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And then really excited about this one. We can finally make the announcement. We have the date. Yes. We are having a golf tournament, a Cyclone Fanatic golf tournament, and a road show, which will have the complete program and all that stuff, in Storm Lake. That's right. Shout out to Evan over there in Storm Lake who has been really receptive, really open to the community in Storm Lake, really wants this event. That's what it takes to do one of these. There has to be organization. We're trying to cover the team. We can't line up. Hey, do we have so many chairs and that type of stuff? And the best part about this, we're having a golf tournament. People have wanted another Cyclone it's, it's Fanatic been, golf it's been tournament. A decade. It's been a long time. They're a pain in the ass. These guys wanted to put it together. So the whole event's going to be at the country club out there. It's the Buena Vista one, right? Golf course at Lake Creek. Yep. 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 And Bloom, cool for you. These guys are really good Cyclones, and they wanted to give the proceeds of the golf tournament to We Will. So we're going to raise money for the collective as well. It is going to be great. I mean, they, you know, they basically are They're covering the cart costs, or excuse me, we're covering the cart costs for everybody. Everything else will come to us. 
Big time. So it'll end up, I mean, we're going to, you know, I think it'll be 100, 125 bucks a person, but. Which is standard. For 80% of that is coming to, we will. And you get to have the program at the end. And of then the you get to the program afterwards yeah. too. Yep. And we'll have some players there for the program. And we're bringing basketball players for that one. Cause football is during camp. Yes. So what's I, the date again? That is the 16th of August. 16th of August. It's a Wednesday. Uh, golf will start around noon ish. Okay. And then the program will go into the night. Awesome. Come, you can come to both. You can come just to the program. But for golf, I mean, it's a it's a great course. And again, eighty percent of that money is going directly towards We Will and helping Iowa. That'll State. be a nice nice chunk for you guys. It's it's going to be great. I, I tell you what about these uh, these old farmers up there? They'll drink some. They'll drink some West O beer. <laughs> there you go. Get some West O beer up in there. Ooh, yeah. Wee. So and. It's a fun way, like if you're kind of on not on board yet, but you're in the area. I mean, it's a cool way to support Iowa State and have some fun with fellow Cyclones before anything. And yes. the fact that it can help several entities, Fanatic, We Will, and then these people at this golf course are, have just been f- phenomenal. Let's get into some more football stuff here. I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com today. They are uh, huge listeners of the show, huge supporters of CycloneFanatic.com, Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, as is our guy Colin Newell, the the insurance god. (laughs) How's that for a read, Farm Bureau? Who says no to that? Farm Bureau Financial Services, great guy. He used to be the main man with Brock Purdy. You all know that. And he is now kicking butt. I know so many people have switched over to Colin Newell. I'm one of them. He's saving them a lot of money. He can do that with you too. Even I, my even my uh, twin brother who went to Iowa. He's a hawk. He switched over to Newell. evil twin. He's like, I don't care. Evil twin. He's Oz. saving me money. I'm like, right on, buddy. Everybody likes green. Farm Bureau Financial Services, Colin Newell. Just Google him. It's going to pop right up there, and you can see everything that you need to know. What are your top questions? Okay, throw all the gambling stuff. Yeah, out. that's the hard part. What are your like? Where are you really interested to see how things go in fall camp with this team? Yeah, I think it's first and foremost, and it's all this. They will shape the entire season. It's it's Ryan Clanton in the offensive line. Yep. And simply, what what has changed? That would be my question. What is different about this? Because we've heard Matt speak highly of offensive lines at this time previously. And their results maybe didn't match the, uh, the the preseason. So my question would be, how has Clanton changed that room? And what leadership is there in that room to make that a strength going forward for Iowa State? Because honestly, Cita, Iowa State was an offensive line last year for making a bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was that simple. I would also say that they could have made the bowl with that line if Jairo Brock is healthy. Well, and so that's the second question I would have is, how do you get the run game yeah. going? They beat Kansas if Brock doesn't get hurt. For sure. And and who else ran that oh, day? Oh, about was, the kicking. we got to talk about the kicking. Well, they probably got to bring up the special teams God. coordinator. How's that? How's that been? Well, so the, interesting, the running backs coach and this is the same. I as still this. give Campbell shit about this to this day. This was like five years ago. All right, Matt, who's looking good in the offseason? Well, I love our long snapper, Chris. He led media day with the long snapper, and I had to interrupt him and say, Matt, st- stop it. Give us something, man. <laughs> I would, I would be interested in the running game in general because there are some new pieces there. 
you had a couple transfers that are running backs. Cartavius Norton is finally healthy. Eli Sanders came on. Jirel's still like, around. Doesn't it feel like Norton's pretty good? They seem to be featuring him on social media quite a bit. Hmm. Maybe you shouldn't read into those things, but I do. Yeah, you're not going to feature a guy who doesn't ever play. Mm-mm. No, you do not. I just thought that he looked really good. The few reps we saw him I, last year. He didn't. Have, the production wasn't really there, but you saw a little bit extra uh, of just you know something special. And I thought Eli, the last two games, was really good. I mean, there was some talk with him. You know, was he buried and he was going to maybe find somewhere else to play? But he came on, and they're, they're still excited for his high-end speed. So I would just, yeah, I, there's no secret here. If Iowa State's going to be successful in offense, it's not going to be by throwing the ball 45 times a game. Iowa State has to run the ball. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter who the running back is. This group needs to run the ball. And if Iowa State wants to be successful in this new league going forward, you're just, you're not going to outskill people. So you got to find the same way you've done on the Bannon. defensive line. you got to find it on the offensive line. They just got to be to the, you know, those vintage Campbell teams from early on, like that 17 team. Exactly. Like they just, they didn't have penalties. They didn't turn it over. You know, that it just feels like this year. I totally especially, agree. Because I really like what's coming down the pike. Like, they love their recruiting. They feel really good about this stuff. The collective's rolling now. We can always roll more. <laughs> I was okay. waiting for it. <laughs> um, you, you know what I'm saying, yeah. though? Like, yeah. I feel like th- this year, though, to me, feels like a grinded-out year if you're going to a bowl game. Yes. And that means don't shoot yourself in the foot. Margins. Margins. Went in the margins. Didn't do that at all last year. What about the linebacker? Yeah, I think that's an interesting. I think it's an interesting position group for Gary sure. Gary Vaughn is a really. I mean, I I would if I could buy stock on players, I would probably buy stock on him. That it feels nobody, like nobody talks about Gary. Yeah, because he's been around forever, for but he's kind of been behind guys, and he's been really good when he's been in there, and now he's like the feature guy, but people still don't really give him that credit. No, he he led Iowa State in tackles last year, seventy one, um, played and started in every single game. Most fans would productive. not have guessed he would no. have led them in tackles. You would have, you would have thought it was uh, probably Freeler or yeah. somebody else. Is Freeler a wild man? Uh, he's a very nice person. Okay. I, I haven't hung out with well, him. It's mostly those hard-hitting guys like him, I'm, the kind of wild men I'm, in the background. I'm the uh, the charter member of the Bo Freeler fan club. I love Bo Freeler. I think that that's so on a positive. Matt, how good is the secondary going to be? And then I would honestly ask him, how did you... I think it'd be interesting to see if, if he'll go there. How do you how did you keep great dudes like Purchase Freeler in Tampa to stay around to anchor this defense? That's a good one. And then Verdon and you they've got Howard's coming. I mean uh they just have a number of players back there that are Jeremiah Cooper. Jeremiah Cooper played a crap ton yeah, last he's year. He's a really good player. And he's really good. Nobody talks about Jeremiah Cooper. The, isn't Vaughn like that guy though? Yes, it's just like, I, that's a great point. So it's, I, I wonder what the depth chart would look like there right now. I mean, so again, and it's so hard to do. I had Lovett as a starter in the Athlon. He's been good for those people who have picked yep, up. He's that the Missouri. Magazine. He's the Missouri transfer. Will McLaughlin's back. Carson Willick. 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 Is it Willich? Willick. 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 And then uh, there's guys. There's it's guys. Just, they haven't right. played much, and they're super high on Jack Sadowski. 
true freshman. Yeah. Who came at uh, semester and has been really, really good. Carson Marshall played a little bit. And you, you got, I, until proven otherwise, I'm not concerned as much with linebackers and Tyson Vite's group because they have consistently, consistently been really, really good. Same with the defensive line. So, although that, that would have questions there. Will McDonald's not easy to replace. How do you replace Will McDonald? Well, that, that's another and then one. And you don't have MJ Anderson either. So is it the Auburn kid? Is it? I know. I know. Ike's coming in from the Kansas City area as a redshirt freshman. He's How, gonna be really good, but he's young. This is a terrible question because it's. I know the answer. It's the dudes. But I also wonder. I've been thinking about this. So I read this book for the second time over the last couple of weeks. So you put it's it my, on. Uh, it's my favorite football book of all time. So you put that on threads. It's called The Perfect Pass. By S. C. Gwynn, and it tells the story of how Mummy. And Mike Leach starting the air raid offense yeah. here in the great state of Iowa at Iowa Wesleyan College. And it, it, what's fascinating to me about the whole thing is how these quarterbacks in this air raid kind of became like intermittent. Like you could yeah, just, just pl- put them in there, you know, you could just yeah. plug them in and, and it would work because it's a system. I am not saying Will McDonald is a system guy. No, please do not misquote me here. I'm saying they under Haycock, they haven't really had a bad line, and and Eli Rashid, right? Yep. So I really trust this staff at that position, frankly, right? Like I don't trust I don't trust the kicking deal. Like I need to see it, and we got this new guy, this Langs. Like let's see it. Like you know, yep. hopefully we have a much better special team. Same way, you wouldn't trust the offensive line until no. you see it, but. But it's, defensive line is a proven, and linebackers are a proven commodity. Even with Will being gone and the holes at linebacker, where you look at, it's like, yeah, I trust that a Willich, Willick or that a McLaughlin can kind of just step up and be that guy. And the other question, they've be, never missed there. Nope. And Dominique Orange is a unique player that I wish it hasn't had before. Do you see his, what he's up to now? No. Six four three fifty. Three fifty. Yeah. He's how many meals does that boy I eat at the, the uh, start? They've got some good stuff up wow. there. So, and Dominique is is a monster. Now, I would be curious because they really haven't had C Dub a guy like him. You know, they've had they've had the the stuffer types like a uh, um, Ray Lima, mm-hmm. but Orange is a has a chance to be a premier pass rusher from the tackle spot. He's a bad man. So, how does that? Does that change the front a little bit? And then Tyler Onyedum is still around. He's a really good potential combo guy. Um, so I, how do you use Orange? I think that'd be an interesting question. How do you use Orange? Because you haven't had this guy, move that a, big, a, a guy that big that moves that fast at Iowa State in the Campbell era. How do you use Orange? Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, a, I think that's a really good question, actually. I came up with it myself. Great job, Brimple. You got anything else? The kicking things. Kicking's interesting. I mean, I mean, really, like, I'm not trying to fry the kicker. If you're going to play the way they're going to have to play this year, you have to be better at kicker. Period. Fact. So that is a real thing. There's competition there. I'm sure that's who's going to say there's competition there. That's a real. They have to be. You can't do this possession thing, and I again, like, I think they're going to have to do that to win this year, and that's okay. That, and I we would, all were very happy in 2017 when they were beating teams like that. 
So this is interesting, and I don't think he would answer this on at media day. But you change your philosophy on defense at all? You're going to have more guys over there now, as far as just premier athletes. I would say. I mean, just think about your corners, right? With Tampa mm-hmm. and Purchase and Freeler and Verdon and all these guys. Do you get more aggressive from a defensive perspective to try and force turnovers? Not that Iowa State doesn't try to force turnovers, but a lot of times it's that you know we're going to run the ball, we're going to tackle. We're not necessarily going to go for every single pick. I mean, TJ Tampa, I think, has one interception in his career, maybe two. So do you change your, your style and try and create some more plays on that end? I don't know. Because hmm. I just I just don't know if the offense is as far as lo- along as the defense is yet. And the defense metrics are great, but they haven't, in the last couple of years, created They've any turnovers. Take, gotten takeaways. Yeah. So is that something that... Is there an analytical approach there, or do you just say it's not broke? Don't fix, you know, don't try and fix it. Interesting. I'm gonna look that up. Well, I'm gonna look up how I think I would say well, was in the you, bottom 25 percent of turnovers that, gained. And then I want to have this Big 12 conversation. I want to tell you about my buddy Kelderman's um, Kelderman Manufacturing down in Oskaloosa. My main man Jeff. He's a racer. He's a streetcar racer. I was talking to him. He's going down to the Lake of the Ozarks to run a streetcar coming up in a couple. I think I might try and go watch, to be honest. I'm going to be down there at the same time, my last trip for the year. But they are uh, Kelderman's Manufacturing down in Oskaloosa, and they've got this deal. It's called a two-blazer. It's So, like, farmers out there, you're going to understand what I'm talking about here. And I've gotten to see this. You can get, like, a square tube, and you can can cut – I think he said like an 11 inch type of round tube out of it. You can cut circles, triangles, whatever shape you need out of tubing. The farmers are like salivating at this right now. Kelderman's manufacturing. These guys are legit. They use this machine to build air tanks for suspicion suspensions for your pickup. Um, they do outsourcing work all the time and they've got a manufacturing sector that, that cuts stuff out of tubing all the time. So this is, Again, sheesh. Yeah, this is our farmers. Now the city boys out there, like you're like, what? Uh, what is? What, what is we that doing mean? here? What does yeah. that mean? They can. They, they they are big time down in Oskaloosa. Huge Iowa State fans. Kelderman's Manufacturing, and finally our shout out to Jeremy Danielson, who has supported the show for a long time now. He is a real estate attorney. He is a huge Cyclone fan. We go way back to bus trips. Him and his wife, Sarah, would come. Got a couple of great kids. Huge Iowa Staters. I just tell the story that Jeremy, which game was just freezing? Was the Texas Tech game? This year? I want to say this year, yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah. And he, I didn't yeah. even go to it. Yeah. I sent all my staff. I just hung out. <laughs> um, Elitist. <laughs> no, I... There was something happening that night yeah. that I, I don't even know what it was. I got you. I was there for a while, and then I came home to do postgame. Oh, I know, because I had to, my wife was working and daycare. You know, and it was really yeah. cold. Yeah, and it was freezing. Yeah, come on. Anyways, and Danielson's there in like his coveralls and like, yeah! This is Die the hard. type of guy you want to work with. Danielsonlaw.com, D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N-Law.com. Uh, remember him for all of your real estate attorney needs and they're also they can do the uh whatchamacallit's the uh they can be a notary online notary. online notary so get here you go see up ready ready for my stat all right let's get your stat uh, stat of the day says matt dan patrick yep iowa state last year was 116th in turnover margin and forced 
despite that great defense, only 15 turnovers, which would have been the bottom 25% of college football mm. in 2021. Also, your Iowa State, great defense for the most part, uh, only forced 16 turnovers, also in the bottom 25%. So, if there would be one nit to pick on the defense, is not getting those not, turnovers. Is not now. I am a staunch believer that that is very random. I agree with you. And not necessarily. That'd be interesting. So, anyway, Matt will disagree with us. He's the oh, you got to be in the right. So spot. I might actually might I'm, I want to write a call. I'm going to write a call. I'm going to bring the call. Whoa! Bring the call because I want. I'm Woo! curious. What what I'm curious what 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 yes. look like. Call them. Call them. So that's not that's that does not help the the cause if you're not your defense is fine. It's really good, but if you're not getting turnovers, it's not helping your offense. What is out. your average field position? Um, you know, there's a stat there. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Because I would guess if you're not getting takeaways and if your special team sucks, that you've been giving away a lot of free yardage. There, there. you go. There you go. How do you get hidden yardage? Maybe H- that's the phrase for this year. Capitalize on hidden yardage. Hidden yardage. Special teams and turnovers. And by the way, Iowa State gave up, had 23 turnovers last year. Can't do that. No, 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 no. Can't no, do no, that again. Oh, no, no. That no. is not, not going to do it. Whoever, uh, the hybrids, is, whoever the quarterback is cannot turn the ball over that. Wiffles Hybrids brings us our Big 12 segment this week, as they do each and every week. The question of the day is, which of the four new schools is best built for success in this league? So that's not, again, Brent, who's the best team this year. Everybody would probably say Central Florida. Yeah. Now, I, I, would, I would make an argument that Houston could be a little... Their defense is really tricky because they were terrible last year, but two years ago they were really good. Hmm. So that's kind of like again, mm-hmm. I, I did an obsessive amount of research. Can I just go by the teams for you real yeah. quick? Yeah, you tell me. So Cincinnati's got a great recruiting base. Yep. I guess here's how I look at all these teams. Every single one of them is similar because other than BYU because they were independent, but they BYU's always had an edge because of the cat the Mormon thing. Yeah, and they're on national TV. Yep. So they, they're a huge they're already, brand. Their yep. brand is already they, there. They get all that. All these other teams have always been like the best job in their prospective leagues mm. or one of. Mm-hmm. This is the same question that TCU had. Best job in the Mountain West? Where do you fit in in the Big 12? And it's really interesting because I, I've had people tell me that Houston's one of the best. I told you this when Dana Holgerson left West Virginia for Houston. A lot of people are like, well, why would he do that? Well, it's because you can win nine games every year at Houston. An idiot can do that because it's the best job yes. in that league with the best recruiting. Well, now it's like, is Houston any better than Baylor? No. I mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So now, like, where, where does Houston fit in? Cincinnati, it, there's a reason, and they've had good coaches, but there's a reason why every coach wins there because you're always getting – these Ohio kids that can't get to Ohio State, but they want to stay close to home, and you're, and they can win in the American. Can they do it consistently in a better league? Who's the other team? Central Florida's very similar, right? Well, these guys that can't go to Florida and Florida State and Miami will often just go to UCF in a recruiting-rich state that gives you an advantage over the rest of that league. Yeah, it's out how do these people. things translate I don't know. to the Big 12? Who has the edge there? 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I'm looking at it like, okay, who who does this help the most by going to a bigger league? And I think talent-wise, it's going to help UCF the most. Just because now they're arguably the Big 12's right on par with the ACC. They've are, they're already trending up in that state. Yes. And there's way more talent there anyway. So yeah, they don't ever have to leave. They, they just don't have to leave. And you've got you already have a big time coach in place too. Yes, that's playing the game. That's playing the game. He's done it at this level, and I think they move in and they are right on par with pretty much everybody. Not named Oklahoma and Texas. You don't think there's much of a drop off? I there. just don't. Now they 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 do have their question will be: Do they have the physicality? Mm-hmm. The grind. The grind to match up week in and week out with these big physical monsters of the Big 12. And I, that, that's going to take some time. Uh, and that there's a reason why, you could argue, Florida and Florida State have also not done well in the last couple of years, is they've always had speed. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like mental, <laughs> mental toughness and ability to grind out games, generally the Florida schools just have not done great at that in the last 10 years. I think there's a sociological paper to write about that. You want me to give you a hot take on BYU? Yes, I have one too. I think BYU needs to be the triple option or the wishbone slash air raid type team in the Big 12. Yeah, I, they I need just, to have a niche. I think their runway doesn't change and it actually might hurt them. Yeah, well, because my thing is like that independent schedule, it's like, Okay, well, you, the, some of the teams they were playing were a joke. And, and it, I just, they're always going to get the same type of player. It's not like, oh, BYU all of a sudden is going to get a top 15 class. Like, they're always going to get the same type of player. I think their runways more, their upside's higher in basketball now than football. Yeah. I, but they, I would also say in football, their floor isn't very low because no, they're be, always going to have about the good same. guys. Like their BYU will be what BYU has been for the last 20 years. There's going to be some years they win 9, 10 games. You think so? Because I don't. I some of the, some of those, Maybe. I mean, that's a... I'm just saying, like 20, look at the 20-year window. Some of those BYU teams in the mid-2000s... If I'm won BYU, eight nine games in I'm the, going air raid or wishbone type deal where, it, where the system is more important yeah, than the player. I, I just... BYU will never be the 80s BYU again. Won't happen. So, they'll be... I don't see their role in the hierarchy changing much. Okay. I just don't. I think BYU's about going to be about the same. I think Houston is a wild card. Again, if they're going to be as play as undisciplined as they did last year, they're going to get run over. Because you, you, you do have to defend in this league. You got to defend. Yeah. You, you this isn't 10 years ago. That's so like Leach and Gundy. You remember that game? Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was Dana, like in the seventies. Like honestly, I don't know if Dana's the right guy for that job. I and mean, they have again similar to UCF. They're going to have talent because you're in I Houston. I think too that Dana, like he he he's a little bit of Gundy to him. Like I just don't think he's going to change much. It is who he is, and, and I think Dana made a really good move when he went to Houston. But he's done. He has not done as well there as I thought he would in look, the American. And I'm just look at the. Again, I don't want to bring up Art Bryles, but look at how Baylor's changed. Yeah, with the times, they went from the Bryles era. Matt Rule brought in a defensive approach, and Aranda's kind of put the two together. I don't think you can win. Like the Big Twelve is like just like you said. It's not ten years ago. It is physical and grinded out 
And I just that's I don't why know I think BYU should be. I, I think that there's room for that. I totally agree. And that's why I think Cincinnati, to answer the question, has the best upside of all of them. Because they are now, they weren't getting the kids going to Michigan or Ohio State anyway. But maybe they can compete with those other kids that are going to Michigan State and Purdue and Indiana. And they'll come to Cincinnati. Those are right there. How are they collective-wise? Uh, they're fine. They organize, are they? They're fine. Yeah, I don't know much about that. Yeah, they're, they're not. The People in Ohio will support football. Now, they're never Ohio State, but who is? They And they draw really because well, it's right downtown. There's a lot of talent in Ohio. And I think they will benefit most from going from a so-called group of five to a power conference for football. I do know that. I, I think they're going to be down this year. I do too. I, I don't understand the Satterfield thing. Yeah, I that that's if I don't I'm think looking at I I'm removing the coach in this situation because I totally agree. I think that was a miss for them. I don't think he'll be there in three years. It it sounds like they've got they've had some issues on the coaching staff all the way around. So but I do well, I, I was, somebody there will have success. I don't know. I'm not I don't know Scott Satterfield, but he was just kind of okay at Louisville. He's not like he I don't think he's like an Ohio guy. Well, he was at App State before then. Yeah, he doesn't really have like a is Texas a, deal. Is there a the style recruit. there? That, I don't know. Like I, mm-hmm. that's the one I don't really fully understand. But again, like I think in the past, like Fickle's great, but he also like the smart guys take the right jobs. Yes, I mean Tom Herman did played it perfectly. Tom Herman could have had South Carolina back in the day. He could yeah. have had Virginia Tech back in the day. And he took Houston over those opportunities because he's like, I can win 10 games every year. And he did, and it got him that layup to Texas. Now, he got fired from there, but he made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's going to... He'll I'll, get another Power 5 job. He will win at Florida Atlanta. Oh, yeah. He will kill it down there. Agreed. Because that's another one of those jobs where it's just really good in, at that level. Maybe Satterfield learns because he wasn't yeah. successful at Louisville. That, well, that didn't work. I can't do it the same way. Maybe yeah. I'll reinvent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't have a problem I with just, him. I just... With these four new teams, the dynamic of how does what is the style of play in this league now? You're not 10 years ago. Are you going to keep trending towards the... Think about how physical the Big 12 was last year. It was brutal. Brutal. But those new those newbies, except for BYU and maybe Cincinnati, are not thought of as physical it's just, teams. It's just funny how the eras shift. You know the styles, and that's why I, that's my whole point. I think there's an opening now to kind of go back to what Leach and Gundy were doing because there's yeah. not really Could people you go the other way doing that now. You can't at Iowa State because you don't have the guys to do it. Yeah, you don't do it there, but like at BYU, maybe. Right, like, eh. I just don't think BYU like just playing straight up right now. I think they're going to be seven and five at best, six and six, and they have the potential to be better with their backing and all that stuff. You almost treat yourself like an academy. Yeah. Well, they we probably should have been doing that a while ago. Could it it might have worked. I yeah, it's it's just fascinating because those four. They're excited to be here. They probably see the money and they go, "Well, the sky's the limit." But you're still you're you're playing. It's not just you. You're playing everybody else in your league, and 
just because you have more money now, but everybody else has more money too. That's the thing. When you really go from gonna... being the best job to just a job, it's a huge transition. Even though you have more money, it doesn't well, matter. Nebraska in the Big Ten. Great point. Yep. Nebraska was one of the all-time great college football jobs back in the Big 8 and even early in the Big 12. And then they go to the Big 10 where all of a sudden, like geography-wise, you're just right there with everybody else. You don't have access to Texas now. Yep. And the NCAA changed all of its rules Can't on walk-ins. get the partial qualifiers. Right? Yeah. So, like, that's why – no, like, the Nebraska fans still care. They still have phenomenal facilities. Game day experience in Lincoln is one of the great things in sports, in my opinion, that I've been it's, to. It's a great environment. None of that has changed. They've had good coaches. The job is considerably harder. Yep. Yep. There you go. It's going to be fun for you to meet some new friends down there. Oh, I can't we'll wait. Hit it off with the BYU people, I'm sure. I really love I really love to do all of this to um I, I love to do this every year. Yeah, it's my favorite. Cause you just kinda like the summer is a bit of a grind, like cause you're just doing like sales and you're doing like, oh, can we we need to make these adjustments to the website and right? Nothing's happening. And except this year's really field. sucked. I'm ready to do the yeah, let's football's talk some gonna football. be a nice diversion. Let's talk some football. Well, looking forward to it. Again, sign up for that Cody Road event coming up on Saturday, and then we will have the details on Storm Lake Yep, coming up. The guys there at Storm Lake are doing it. They're creating an event, right? Yep. I'll, we'll tweet it out and share it next yeah. week for sure. Yeah, and then so one, one other announcement on for me. There are now tickets available. They just opened them up this weekend for the Gridiron Club outing oh, so it's okay. a golf outing no golf tickets available oh. but they have a social barbecue drinks complimentary we'll have iowa state football players there the staff will be there thursday july 20th at talons of tuscany okay 100 bucks per ticket and I, if you haven't heard already uh, it's a partnership between us and the gridiron club so it will help we will substantially if you want to buy a ticket to help us out and meet some cyclones and eat some meat Eat some meat. And that's go to the Gridiron Club website, Cyclone Gridiron Club website for that. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. We'll start the Wednesday show again on the 19th. Have fun in Dallas, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody.